0: Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. Thank you for your glory. accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, continue with us. Have your way in our lives. Touch us where it matters most. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. We are welcome to his presence. Tell somebody you are welcome. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. I read from verse 26 to verse 30. John 3, 26 to 30. John 3, 26 to 30. Amen. Amen. John 3, 26 to 30. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptized and all men come to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from above. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before Him. He that had the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and heareth Him rejoiced greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. Verse thirty. He must increase, but I must decrease. Tell somebody he must increase. But I must decrease. But I if you mean to say, he must increase. He must increase. But I must decrease. But I must decrease. That's what we want to discuss very briefly this morning. I know we have a lot of things we want to do. So very briefly, we want to discuss that topic. He must increase. So In that passage that we read, the Jews were comparing Jesus to John the Baptist. Unknown to them they were trying to pitch John against his destiny. Because John had only one assignment when he, when he was born. What was the assignment? What was the, what was the assignment? He came to pave the way for Jesus. So the moment Jesus came, the assignment of John had what? That finished. Many times we agonize over how John died. But brethren, John had completed the purpose of which he came before he died. He came to prepare the way for Jesus. He came to baptize Jesus in the Jordan. He came for a revelation. He said, He, I don't know who the Messiah is. But he that sent me, said unto me, upon whom you see the heavens open. And it's of about descending. He said, that is he. Jesus came. And as soon as he saw Jesus coming, oh, he saw the sign. Tell somebody he saw the sign. And oh, this is he. And that's why he said, you want me to baptize you? No. What should happen? I ought to be baptized by you. And Jesus said, no, this must be done. To do what? To fulfill all righteousness. So, Jesus, I mean, John came, he fulfilled destiny. The same way that Jesus came, and he did what? He fulfilled destiny. The way John died, like a man of God observed, when John was preaching in the wilderness, and people came to him and said, you brood of vipers. That was not a gentleman's language, was it? But they couldn't arrest him. They couldn't kill him. You think some were happy to hear themselves being addressed that way? But at that point in time, he had not yet fulfilled destiny. He was still covered with glory. Nobody dared come near him and say, We're going to either arrest him or kill him. But the moment he fulfilled his destiny, the moment he was able to show Jesus to the world, it was finished. And it was open. And that was why whatever happened between him and Herodias and uh, Herod and all that stuff resulted in his death. What those people did was wrong. But it was simply because he had completed his assignment. I pray for someone here today, you will complete your assignment. You will not die prematurely. Nobody will take you away from God's call upon your life in the name of Jesus. the same way that John fulfilled his ministry before he left. is the same way the work of the flesh is completed in you the moment you give your life to Christ. Before you give your life to Christ, oh, you are ruled by the flesh. Is that not so? The flesh dictates to you what you should do. I know some of us here today, before we gave our lives to Christ, I'm assuming we have, some of us were good drunkards. Is that not so? What did I say? Good drunkards. You drink a carton in your room and you go to bed. At least you didn't go to bed Apollo to drink it. Amen? Before some of us gave our lives to Christ, anything is scared. If that person, or how do you say, is there any lady in skirt, whatever you, you, if that person happens to to be with a man alone, the lady is in trouble. But once we give our lives to Christ, the flesh no longer does what? No longer rules. Oh, there are testimonies of men who were drunkards before they gave their life to Christ, and the moment they became born again, if you dare bring anything that looks like beer across their way, The order alone can make them sick. There was a, a natural enmity between them and that which they used to thrive upon. The moment you give your life to Christ, the work of the flesh is ended in your life. And from that moment, you ought to begin to grow in the spirit. That's why Apostle Paul said, in Galatians 2.20, Galatians 2.20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. <coughs> he nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. I want to ask us today, how many of us are crucified with Christ? Hey, some of us are not even sure. God will have mercy on us Please ask your neighbor, are you crucified with Christ? I understand, if you are not born again, you are not crucified with Christ. But if you have given your life to Christ, you can say like Paul, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Look at what he says. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I am crucified with Christ. I died with him on the cross of Calvary. I'm alive now because what? He's alive in me. The future I have is a future in who? In Christ. My yieldedness is unto who? It's unto Christ. Paul makes us to understand in that same Galatians chapter 2 verse 21 that doing otherwise, Galatians two twenty-one doing otherwise, is to frustrate the grace of God. He said, I do not, can you please, I, I, I only use King James' version when I'm preaching, so this, I don't, <laughs> praise the Lord. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the Lord, then Christ is dead in vain. Can you please ask somebody beside you, are you frustrating the grace of God? If you are not crucified with Christ, if you are still living by the dictates of the flesh, if the flesh still rules you, then you are frustrating that grace. And I'm here to encourage us this morning, that we are called to go on to higher things. These are months of compassion, right? And the theme for this month of compassion is what? Higher heights. Somebody here is going higher. Amen. I said, You are going higher. Amen. To start with, all our students are going to the next level. Is that not so? Yes. They are going higher. And they will excel in Jesus' name. In like manner, spiritually, you ought not to remain at the same level. How does Christ increase in you? The measure of his increase in you, or the measure of your own increase, is the measure of love for him. In other words, do you love God? That's a very good question for your neighbor. Ask him or her, do you love God? Yes. That one is a very simple one, right? Yes. You can easily say yes or no. Most people will say what? Yes. And some will choose not to answer. Because they know that they don't love him. But I can ask you a second question. And this is especially to our sisters. Do you love God more than your wardrobe? Yes. Are we together? Yes, sir. Look for a sister beside you. Don't, you don't need to stand up. And ask that sister, do you love God more than your wardrobe? In other words, if next Sunday, you plan to come to church, and it is that white brocade, there's something called brocade, <laughs> it is that white brocade, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the chain, the matching chain, and the shoes and handkerchief that you plan to put on, and then your son pours soup, on the Gele. No, it's just the Gele. Everything is fine. But you pour soup on the Gele. Now, nothing matches. Will you still come to church? Yes. <laughs> or maybe that day you are coming and everyone of your colleagues, the group you belong to, whatever group it is, they have, they have an ankle. What's the word for anko in English? Praise the Lord. (laughs) And it just so happens that for whatever reason, you don't have it. Will you still come to church? I know some of us will not. Do you love God more than your wardrobe? Another question for our sisters. Do you love God more than your husband? I know some people will think twice before they answer that. Do you love God more than your husband? And I ask the same question to our our, our brothers. Do you love God more than your wife? The brothers are silent. (laughs) Do you know that the reason some of our wives don't respect us is because they know we don't honor God? If you honor God, you don't need to preach to your wife. Because she sees that there's a hand operating in your life that she cannot do what? She cannot challenge. Like the GO said, he said once in a while, when he's having a discussion with his wife and he wants to, uh, I mean, uh, show her who he is, he'll say, You are talking to the GO. <laughs> and she'll say, Now that is cheating. <laughs> because there is a difference. When he gets to the office of the GO, even the wife must do what? She must honor, she must obey. The reason many of us are having problems at home is that we don't honor God. Your wife does not see God in your life. Oh, I'm not talking of what you present in church. In church, you are one of the best brothers that God ever created. But two days ago, just a simple disagreement. You raised up your hand to hit your wife. And You want that woman to honor you, you want that woman to obey you. Say, and like some of us, after we have done our atrocities, we'll say, We'll now quote the Bible. Wives do what (laughs) you are not submissive. Ask the man, Are you godly? Are we together, brethren? I'm not justifying the non submission of. Of the woman, but I am telling you that many of us, our wives, do not submit because we are not godly. If God is in you, there's you don't need a sermon. Has your wife ever seen you praying at home? Can you, can you please look for a brother near you and ask him that question? Has your wife ever seen you praying at home? I'm not talking about your five minutes prayer. I'm not talking about the morning devotion that is by force. When was the last time you woke up at 12 midnight and said, I want to pray? You may not need to pray for three hours. Yes, you are not the pastor. Even for 30 minutes. Look at him and say, "Ah, even for 30 minutes. When was the last time when your wife sees that your orders and instructions are from who? She will obey. She will submit. Because she sees that your orders are from where? From above. Of course, there are women that are in your life because they want to destroy you. So that you serve God, and she does what? She does what? Talk. You serve God, she serves the devil. Oh, there are people like that. But which is the greater power? Is somebody with me? Which is the greater power? The husband will now run away from the house and say, my wife is a witch. And you are the husband of a witch. You are the senior witch. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I'm talking about how you love God. Do you love God more than your work? That one applies to all of us. Do you do what? Do you love God more than your work? Where does God stand in your life compared to your work? Maybe I should put it in a better way. Do you love God more than your boss? Or maybe I should put it another better way. Who is your boss? Who is your boss? Is the living God your boss? Or is it the man who is looking for a way to get rid of you? You put everything to please that man. The day he will sack you, he won't come to the office. Is the secretary that will do what? Oh, these days they've even made it better. It's an email. And there will be an instruction at the gate. Collect the communist properties from him. Don't allow him in. That's the person that you have chosen to be your boss above the living God. Who is your boss? We are talking about the fact that he must increase in you as you decrease. He can only increase in you if you love him. That's the only way he can increase in you. In Mark chapter 12, Mark 12, 28-31, the Bible says, One of the scribes came, Mark 12, 28-31, one of the scribes came, having had them reasoning together, and perceived that they had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is what? One Lord. Verse 30. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With what? All thy heart. That's number one. And with what? All thy soul. That's number two. And with what? All thy mind. That's number three. And number four is with what? All. The question I have is what is left? What? You love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. What is left? Is there anything else left? When you love him with all, then he will increase in you. Do you know what? He first loved you. Is that not so? You cannot love him more than he loved you. He sent his son to die for you. He is not asking you to die. There is only one sacrifice for mankind. Jesus has made it. All he... Expect from you is your love, your love. And when you love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. You know what your strength means, right? Your ability, your grace, your wisdom, your intellect. That's your strength. That's how we say some people are strong in mathematics. Is that not so? And some are strong in economics. Is that not so? And some are strong in biology that's your strength your ability you must love him with all when you do he will make sure you don't make a mistake he will make sure you don't fall I've shared this story with us before when I was in high school I was a science student and for some reason when we got to the third grade, when we were supposed to now choose our subjects, they introduced a Greek science in our school, and they said, "If you take a Greek as a course, you cannot do physics." Have you ever had that type of thing before? Because they did it only for my set. The, fo- the next set they allowed them to, because it doesn't make sense, but that's what they did for our cl- for our set. So if you were taking a Greek science, you couldn't do physics. And I've always loved agriculture. My dream has always been to own a farm. So when they introduced agri-science, I jumped into it. I didn't think twice. I just left physics. I was a science student. I did all the science courses except physics. But brethren, where you think you know what you are doing, God knows better. I was enjoying what I was doing. I did my what we call YEC then. What do they call it now? Okay. So I did it and I had excellent results in it. And my parents saw my result and said, Oh, this is good. You can go and do medicine. If you are from Nigeria, from God's own country, when your parents say you go and do medicine, you do what? When they say you go and do engineering, you do what? When they say you are the lawyer in the house, you do what? You know what God used to save me? I didn't do physics. And as at that time, I don't know now, no university will take you to come and do physics, I mean to come and do medicine. That was my saving grace. I went, I did the course I desired. And I had the best results I could get. And that was what God, up to today, I've not really used my degree for anything. Apart from the fact that I had an excellent grade in it, but that was all good God used to open the next gate for me. You know, when you are doing what you like, it's easy to to succeed in it. Is that not so? But when you don't like it, and your parents are forcing you to do it, some of us are very brilliant. Some children will go. They will go into that medicine. They will have the best grade in their set. But the moment they get what they call MBBS, they will drop it and say, now daddy, I've done your will. This is your certificate. And they will now go into what they desire. I've seen some people like that. And they excel in their their, their chosen career. But not everybody can do that. What am I saying? When you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, he will guide you. He will direct you. You don't need to be praying and saying, "Lord, I want to get married. Who is my husband? Show me my husband. Show me my wife." Before you start asking, he will do what? He will reveal that person to you. When an impostor is coming across your path that wants to divert you away from the path of righteousness, he will tell you, "Be careful! Be careful!" That brother is talking to you. Oh, he's a tongue-talking brother. And when he speaks like he's praying in fire, there's a check in your spirit saying, "Word, be careful. Be careful. He looks like a brother. He is not a brother. She looks like a sister. She is not a sister. And you better listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because your heart is yielded to the living God. Lord, will help us in Jesus' name. There's a song we sing. It's a hymn that I love very much. It's your all on the altar of sacrifice laid. Your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him Your body and soul. As you yield your body and soul to the living God, you will be blessed. You will have peace and sweet rest. He will guide you and he will reveal himself unto you. What does that song mean by your all? What is your all? What's your all? We are going to round up. Your all means your resources, your time, your talents and your gifts what is your all number 1 number 2 number 3 and your gifts that's your all when you commit it all to the service of God you know the bible says the eyes of the lord go to and fro he's still looking for somebody will he find you Brethren, does it cost God anything to make a man a millennia? No. Does it cost him anything? No. But you know, we want to do it our own way and not his own way. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? And all other things. Yes. But many of us are wiser than God. Tell somebody, don't be wiser than God. Be wiser than God. Because what you think you know, you don't know. You don't know who is ahead of you. You don't know what lies ahead of the way. When the Lord says, this is the path for you to go, follow the path he has given unto you. And one thing I know, you can never regret it. Either it was medicine, or it was Greek science or it was the accounting I eventually did, none of them is my future. My future is what I'm doing now. Whatever I I went through as a student was God preparing me for today. And if I had not gotten to the point of preaching the gospel, maybe I would have been a billionaire or whatever it is, but I I would have been a failure in life. You will not fail in life. I say you will not fail in life. But your all must be on the altar of sacrifice laid. You must let the living God speak to you and guide you. And with God, there is no regret. I say with God, there is what? No regret. There's no regret. Maybe you look at yourself today and you say, oh, I made a mistake. I took a wrong turn on the road. Do you know that it's never too late to take a right turn? Mm -hmm. Do you know that it's never too late to come to God and say, Lord, I'm ready for you. Mm -hmm. No matter how late it is, it's better late than what? It's better late than never. Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. What do you bring before him today? The summary of the message is, put God first in all that you do. Then... He will increase and you will decrease. Then he can guide you. Then he can instruct you. Then he can teach you. Then he can reveal himself unto you. Then he can ensure that you are a candidate of heaven. The Bible says what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Is that the race you are running? The race that will make you to gain the whole world but to lose eternity. You can come back to him today. The songwriter says, I've wandered far away from God. Now, I'm coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Never more to Rome. Are you here today? Maybe you've wandered away from him and you want to come home. You want to raise up your hands you're going to pray together. Or you're watching online. Or maybe you've you never even known him. You, you have never been a Christian and you know it yourself. This is another opportunity for you to reconnect with him. Like we said, this is the beginning of a new year in the redeemed Christian church of God. Raise up that hand for him. Unto him, not unto me. Unto him. Unto him. If you are raising up your hand, raise it unto the living God. He sees your heart, but you know there is a public display that says, I yield myself to God. I want God to reign in me. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. You are lifting those hands unto God. Any other person? Any other person? Lift up your hand where you are. Don't be ashamed. Nobody is looking at you. Everybody is praying concerning their own situation. But those hands are lifted unto God and he sees it. Father, I thank you. I lift your name on I. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Thank you for your son that has lifted up his hands to say, Lord, I'm coming home. Father, touch him. Lord, establish him. Father, lift him up. He will not fail. He will not fall. But there are others in house or online who are saying, I want this Jesus. Father, meet with your children. Write their names in the book of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. I want us to rise on our feet. I want us to rise on our feet. Because I want us to say the sinner's prayer together. We want to help somebody. It's between you and God. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Some people don't even want to conf- confess Jesus as Lord. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I, thank I thank you for today. I come before the throne of mercy. I say, come into my life. life. Write my name in the book of life. life. I'm starting afresh with you today. today. Run this race with me. Fill me me to overflowing. Speak 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 to me. Guide and direct me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying.